0: Hello, 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 viewers, listeners, welcome to week two. ...of the Pick 6 Podcast. This week... ...will be action-packed. We'll have a lot of guests on the show. We have some NFL experts. General Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks... ...MJD... ...Cynthia Freeland is going to be on the show. And also... ...we'll have Aiden and Robin Hellstone... ...on the show. Hello! And uh, who else? Let's see. We have We have, Louise, we have uh, And of course... A lot of requests on a few guys that, that, that all our, our listeners want to have on the show on a weekly basis, so we're going to bring them back every week. Johan Derksen, Wim Kieft, and René van der Gijp. All right, guys, so let's get right into this. Um, I want to start with uh, with last week and and talk about what happened, especially with the Amsterdam teams and 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 specifically the Amsterdam Chargers. Um, let's start with that game. Amsterdam Chargers they played they should play rugby. Uh, the Amsterdam Chargers got a final score of one hundred and twenty seven point three points which in most games would mean would mean a W. But in this game they they, they were crushed by they should play rugby with um, 190.62 points and there's a few things that i want to want to highlight out of this uh out of this 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 this, this matchup and, and 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 out of the team because there were a lot of players on the they should play rugby team that outscored themselves and there's one in, in in particular that i want to highlight uh which is uh, odell beckham jr Here's
1: Mayfield on a reverse. They're going to give it to Beckham. He's rolling to the right and running. He's up to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, 35, 30. There he goes to the 20, 15, 10, five. Touchdown! OBJ. He's got a hat trick. Odell Beckham Jr. 50 yards on the run.
0: Now the thing that I the thing that I want to get out of this this old, old OBJ performance is not not so much his performance, but the performance of the Dallas Cowboy defense because the Cleveland Bla- Browns were playing the, the Dallas Cowboys and and I know, I know this is a little bit of a sensitive topic to to talk about because i I, I know that some of the hosts or, or actually all of the hosts on on the, the inside the locker room show are on the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Cowboy Nation um, but but um, that Dallas Cowboy defense looked really ugly um dj bucky what's your take on this
2: i'm I'm sitting here going, look i'm not going to be a mike nolan apologist i'm sure there's some schematic things they can do differently but man this was a talent and effort thing when i watched the tape it was it was gross
1: you know it's funny that you bring that up dj because i was wondering if i was alone and seeing that right and i know that um Cowboys Nation had a tough time with Rod Marinelli and Chris Rashard. They didn't like the simple scheme but the one thing that I can tell you is that there was a demand and a standard of uh, hustle effort Discipline and accountability when it came to that defense and I'm not seeing that and I'm glad you guys pointed out those examples because when I watched Odell Beckham Jr. on the game clinching reverse the effort that was displayed by guys on the backside was unacceptable. You wouldn't accept it in youth ball. And I don't know how they're being able to watch the tape today in Dallas and not chew on those defenders for not giving maximum effort. Their lack of effort overwhelms. It, even, it surpasses their lack of execution. This is yeah. a team that doesn't play really hard. They're going to continue to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and then on the other side of the ball, I want to, I want to talk about um, the, 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 the Chargers, Amsterdam Chargers, QB, Justin Herbert.
2: Herbert stands tall, pushes downfield, has a receiver, caught, still on his feet, Jalen Guyton. 10-5, touchdown, Chargers. Poise under pressure, Justin Herbert does it again.
0: The GOAT against the Rookie. All right, guys, break this matchup down for me.
2: Um, the degree of difficulty on some of these plays, eluding the free rusher, uh, making big time stick throws. The, the deep ball on the 53 yard touchdown right here is one of the best that you'll ever see. This is this is 62 yards in the air and, and he's fading away and it's just right on the money. Uh, I mean he was outstanding and he's playing with no fear. I wanted him to be a little more aggressive when he was at Oregon.' He's, he's gotten more aggressive at what we've seen here with the chargers. So again going back to Josh Allen, big strong, tough, smart. Uh, you're going to see those guys kind of figure things out. Athletic as well. Uh, you could not be more impressed with Justin Herbert. He'd like to have one, you know, the throw at the end of the game, the interception, like to have that one back. You're going to have to live with some of those plays. And then you flip it over to Tom Brady. And, uh, look, th- this team was dead. It was 24-7 to right before the half. Chargers have the ball 40 seconds left. I thought they'd probably just take t- a couple knees and get out of there. They, they had one timeout left for the Bucks. And they don't. They decide to run the ball, and it's a kind of a, a goofy exchange, a little bit high on the handoff to uh, Joshua Kelly. He puts it on the ground, and Dom sue was right in his face. Turnover, and then you just saw Brady flip the switch. And from that point on, he was on fire. I mean, he didn't make mistakes. They were efficient, and then when there were opportunities down the field, he attacked. So uh, Tom Brady gotten better every week, Rhett, and I would say that was by far uh, his best performance. You can't play better than he did in the second half of that game.
1: No, I'm going to say it was was a great performance by both quarterbacks. I think the Tom Brady thing is really interesting because he had another pick six, um, and you begin to wonder, like, man, can Tom Brady figure this thing out? But then you're right, DJ. A veteran quarterback can seize the momentum of the game, and the Chargers gifted them an easy scoring opportunity. And once Tom Brady saw the ball go in the basket, he got hot. And so I think that is the part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that is scary. Tom Brady is just good enough that if you give him some crumbs, he certainly can make a meal out of it. And he did that against the Chargers.
0: All right, guys. Um, yeah, so let's let's have a look at some of the other matchups. We had the Amsterdam Grizzlies playing uh, Chucklebutt. Um, let, let's break this down. Deshaun Watson, which is... We, it, it, last week, it was the wrong decision. He should have played uh, Aaron Rodgers. I told him this uh, like a few times before. Uh, he's stubborn. He keeps playing Deshaun Watson. And um and, and it's losing him games. Um overall he didn't score uh that bad. There was there he, he was a little bit unlucky, Tyler Luckett uh uh only with five point nine uh, points, Zach Ertz at six point nine. Um you would expect a little bit more of those guys. Uh uh and I think where the big difference was in uh, in the defenses, if you see the the the, the they play the Philadelphia Eagles defense, eighteen points uh, versus the six points uh, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense that uh, the Grizzlies played. And yeah, let's talk a little bit about about, about the role of the defense in um, in, in in fantasy because they if you have a good defense, if it, and and you pick out the right matchup, they can really uh, win you a game. Um, I want to highlight, uh, for last week, I want to highlight the Indianapolis Colts defense. They got 22 points, which was an excellent performance. Uh, guys, what, what, what's your take on that?
2: And the Indianapolis defense was dominant. Snap is back. Again, a four-man rush. Everything's picked up. During, coming over the middle and completed, intercepted. intercepted. Blackman's got it. Inside the 10, picks it up to the 15, to the 20, to the 22-yard line. And the rookie out of Utah collects the interception and Miller unable to catch that football over the middle. Yeah, this is an Indianapolis Colts defense. It's really playing as well as anyone in the league right now. You can say the best defense in football right now. And it's a combination of some of the things that were missing from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Matt Eberfles, who was, who was with that Dallas Cowboy team with Rod Marinelli and company, he's got this Colts group, as you can see with these highlights, they are sprinting to the football. They play so hard. They're very physical. They can get pass rush inside. They can get pass rush off the edge. And, and, Buck, a lot of times when you talk about great defenses, it starts against the run. I know we're in a passing league, and people like to focus on that. But when your longest run you allow in a game is six yards, um, you make a team very one-dimensional, and, uh, and then they're able to get after the quarterback.
1: Yeah, they are able to get up to the quarterback. I, I, I can't harp enough on what Matt Iberfels has done with this defense, they play hard. They run to the ball. It's a very simple, straightforward concept. They're getting their guys to play fast because there's not a lot of mental clutter. The move to get DeForest Buckner has changed the identity of their front line. He controls the tackle tackle box. They're able to get pressure with four guys. And because they can get pressure, they can leave everybody back in coverage, playing more man-to-man than you would think a Tampa 2 team would do. But the coverage has been outstanding, and people cannot find the open windows to complete passes.
0: All right, guys. Let's let's break down this last matchup of last week before we go to to next week. Um, we had the Amsterdam Assassins playing playing um, flying lions, uh, which which is a team that for me they're the one who, 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 who well who have the most chance to to um, to win this league. Um, yeah, the Amsterdam Assassins they made some they, they were unlucky. And they also made made a few crucial mistakes. Um, uh, uh, let's see, Dak Prescott, thirty seven points, great, great performance by Dak. I, he's not going to do that again next week, but um, yeah, that Dak Prescott will always be solid. Nick Chubb, they were unlucky with Nick Chubb because he got injured in the game uh, early. In, I think in the first first quor- uh, quarter he got injured, um, so yeah, he 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 got unlucky there. Um, but then Calvin Ridley zero points, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense they were on a buy, zero points. That's just unacceptable. If your defense is on a buy, just just trade them uh, and get another defense. Um, uh, nobody's gonna pick the pick pick the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. So if you wanna get them next week again, you you can always do it. But never leave. Leave zero points uh, on the board uh, intentionally. Um, with Calvin Ridley, you can say, okay, it was a little bit of a gamble to see if he's going to play or not. But the Pittsburgh Steelers defense—they were on the bye, so that's just unacceptable to leave that many points on um, on the board. Um, and yeah, I, I think if eventually he would have lost, he would have lost the game anyway. Um, but. Those are the things that he needs to clean up uh, for, uh, for uh, the next week's uh, moving on. So, yeah, and then let's, let's uh, have a look at um, next week. Let's look ahead at next week, week five. So uh, the Amsterdam Chargers are playing Guess Who, which, uh, well, I think for the Chargers will be a, an easy game. Um, they have a lot of projecting points already. Um, their starting lineup is Healthy. And that's also because they got a, 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 a enough running backs on their on their squad, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an easy game. Then let's have a look at the Amsterdam Assassins. They play; they should play rugby. So <clears throat> they they should play rugby. They played lights out against the Amsterdam Charges, uh, of course, last week. They're not Going uh, to do it again. So I hear the the general manager of the Assassins is a little bit afraid of uh, of this team that should play rugby, but I think if if you look at the, at the at the at the matchups, um, the man to man matchups, I think in in all all those uh, matchups the Amsterdam Assassins um, is is a little bit better. He does have to have a, a good eye and have a look at uh, at the wide receivers. Um, Michael Thomas, Kevin Ridley, both of them are questionable. It's going to be for both of them. Both of them, I think it's going to be a game time uh, decision. But then on the other hand, Joe Mixon and uh, Odell Beckham are are both questionable. So, yeah, like all in all, I think this will be a a W for uh, for the Amsterdam Assassins. Moving on to the Grizzlies. Uh, and the Grizzlies they they, they like the, the the general manager of the Grizzlies he's doing a little bit of strange things uh, especially on, on on the QB positions. Uh, I heard him uh, talk about uh, starting uh, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, on his QB position. Then the then then he was corrected by uh, uh, by his co-host that Aaron Rodgers isn't, isn't even playing. He's on a bye. Um, but even if Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, I would say that Deshaun Watson uh, is, is, is for this week, in this matchup, is, is the right choice uh, to make. Let's bring in uh, MJD. And I'm um, yeah. I'm I'm curious about uh, MJD. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, l- l- let me l- let me hear your your opinion on on um, on this week's matchup and especially uh, Deshaun Watson uh, playing him over uh, Aaron Rodgers.
1: There was a lot of big news this week, and I'm talking about down in Houston where Bill O'Brien gets fired. Normally, when a coach gets fired. The players tend to ball out, so I'm going to say this, and it sucks because they're going against my Jacksonville Jaguars, but Deshaun Watson, you can guarantee 35-plus fantasy points. And I'm going to tell you why. This defense has been giving up a little bit in the passing game. And normally when your coach gets fired, you have to rally the troops. Deshaun Watson's been playing better and better each week. They just haven't got the victories. I feel like Deshaun Watson's going to take over this game. Imagine throwing the ball to – or not imagine, but he's going to throw the ball to David Johnson out of the back. We saw Joe Mixon have a big day. Uh, Will Fuller will have a big day. His schedule is uh, favorable to this point. Deshaun Watson, I can guarantee 35
0: all right, now let's talk running backs. Uh, yeah, let's bring in uh Cynthia Freeland. Um, yeah, Cynthia, uh, what do you got for me? What can we expect of uh of uh of the running backs this week?
3: All right, here they are. You got it. Many of them were on Adam Rank's starting this list. Much like the family man that at rank is, I love that Nicolas Cage movie. I actually want to start with Josh Jacobs at Kansas City. Kansas City, who allowed the fifth most rushing yards per game this season, 161. 5.3 yards per rush, which is second most in the NFL. And, of course, Josh Jacobs actually has 24 touches a game, which is good for second most in the entire NFL. Now, game script-wise, I don't necessarily think the Raiders are going to keep it on the ground late in the game, meaning I think they're going to be playing with a sizable disadvantage so they'll be playing from behind but that's fine because you, just as you see those short passes are a way that Jacobs really gets into the, into the game and secondly James Robinson I want to point out at Houston. MJD told us about how Houston when, they, when the coach is gone the team balls out and that's kind of good on both ends because the Houston's Texans' defense has been giving up all of the yards. They've allowed a 100-yard rusher in three of four games. The most rushing yards, 181.8. That is a ridiculous number of rushing yards. So you want to take advantage of the fact that James Robinson is kind of this low-key... We, we talk about him here on this show, but he's a little low-key in terms of like you know, national media. That's, that's why you got to watch our show.
0: Okay, so now I want to move on to the next part. I want to pick out a segment of the Inside the Locker Room show... Uh, that aired yesterday, and they were talking about Cam Newton having corona. And then the host Rob Hellstone is looking into the camera, as if it was my fault, as if I was the one who gave Cam Newton corona, if, if as if I'm responsible. Let's play the video. Uh, by the way, I'm bringing in my, my my video experts Aiden Hellstone and Robin Hellstone uh, to to give their opinion on this. Let's mm-hmm. let's play the video first. It's it's going to be an interesting one, but uh, if you look at his starting his starting uh, guys uh, on Amsterdam charges, it's a lot more better. No, no, no. Can oh. has, yeah. yeah. has Corona. has so Corona. You see? Let's play this again. Points than he does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the bench, a lot of uh, questionable. Uh, his running backs is injured. Look at There's his face. He two running backs from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So can has corona Ken right there corona. yes right there what well, what do you think aiden y- yes i agree with you tony and what about you robin yes uh, yes
3: then definitely
0: okay thank you guys thank you so it's not just me thinking that he's trying to blame my, me for cam newton having corona let's let's bring in our our coronavirus expert Eh uh, Famke Louise. Eh uh, yes, Famke, what, what's your opinion?
2: Um, nou ja, kijk, ten eerste, ik heb
3: superveel respect voor, er, corona. Maar ik heb ook heel erg
2: veel respect voor mensen die zonder geld thuis zitten. Oké,
0: okay. um. Is that all that you have to say on this? Uh on the, because we were talking about Cam Newton and okay, corona, but is that all that you have to say? It is gewoon,
2: weet je, there gaan heel veel mensen aan kapot. And this is my mening.
0: Alright, guys, now let's let's let, let's move on to the last section of the show. For this last section, I want to bring up my, 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 my three mates, uh, Johan Dirksen, René van der Gijp and Wim Kieft. Okay, guys what i want to talk to you about is the following i heard that 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 fox uh recently bought the rights of the show inside the locker room they bought the rights and uh for a lot of money but they thought they 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 told the host or both of the hosts that okay guys we're gonna buy the show i'm gonna give you a lot of money for it but we want you to use a little bit more fancy words in the show so then they came up came up they they did actually they did and they came up with the word annihilate i don't even even think that that these guys know what it means let let alone how to spell it but they did said it a lot in 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 the in in the show so let's play the tape first and then let's hear your opinion on it guys amsterdam charges
1: annihilate them yeah Really, really
2: annihilated and So. I think, man, Rene. Yeah. But what's funny is, he is for the poen he Fox in the he Yeah, he he he
3: poen. he 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 They annihilate
2: them. Yeah, really,
3: really annihilated them. So.
0: good. Okay, guys. No, it's not gonna like that. Yeah, so that concludes. Week 2 of the Pick 6 podcast, guys. Um, yeah, tune in next week again for week 3 of Pick 6. We're going to have some uh, some great guests again. Of course, uh, Johan, Director, René van der Gijp. They'll be back on the show and some other guests as well. Tune in next week, Friday at 7. <laughs>